Hey everybody, I made it to Georgia, the home of the chariot. It feels great to be out of Florida. I arrived in Rock Springs, Georgia around 6.30 last night. Had a good night's sleep and now I'm at the Chickamauga Battlefields up here. Um, It's pretty great. I've been riding up the first hills in nine months. My heart has not has been beating this fast in a long time but the downhills are pretty great but I'll get used to the uphills again but I gotta say riding your bike through Civil War battlefields listening to the chariot in their home state is pretty great and makes it pretty great to be alive so that's what I've been up to today Uh, yesterday I drove it took about 12 and a half hours to get from Naples to Rock Springs, but I made it. That was the one part of this whole trip that I've been dreading. The hardest part is what I say over this whole bike trip or everything planned. The biggest thing I was worried about or nervous about was just driving my car 700 miles out of Florida hoping it doesn't break down. But it did amazing. I finally got my tire fixed too, which I've been trying to get fixed for the last four months so now my tire holds air and that's always a good thing when your tires do that so yeah I'm going to be up in Georgia till Monday Monday is when I'm going to start my bike trip so these next couple days I'm just going to relax go see some cool stuff in Georgia ride my bike around start packing and then Saturday going up down to Atlanta to see all get out and ask cities burn. And then Sunday just a relaxed day and then Monday morning start hitting the road up to Asheville. So this is my first interview I did. I wouldn't say it's an interview. Like I had the mindset of having interviews on this podcast. But I think it's more just just having conversations with people that I meet or people I already know on this podcast like now it's just conversations or it's not like I'm like like asking like a ton of questions or anything it's more just we're sit down have a conversation both ways and stuff and yeah this one is with Anna a great friend I met in Florida we talk about how we meet in the beginning of this podcast, so I won't go on about that because you'll find out eventually if you keep listening, which I hope you do. But I'm probably I'm I'm going to cave and get an Instagram. So just whenever I sit down and take the time to do that, I'll have an Instagram and I got a Facebook. Uh, Go like it, follow it, hit the follow button so you get notifications when I post anything or put out new episodes. I still don't really have an idea of schedules or anything when podcast episodes are released. It's more just whenever I get one or feel like posting one, it'll be there. So, yeah, there's no consistency with the episode releasing as of right now. So, it's just a surprise to go check it and there's one there listen to it but also if another good way to follow me is on facebook jake bredesen 
It's B-R-E-D-E-S-O-N. If you're not friends with me on there, um, I'll be posting a lot of pictures and stuff on there. And other cool news, if you're in Michigan, or not even Michigan, because you can listen to it anywhere, the my old band, Tim, they just released a two-song EP in memory or honor of their bassist, Dylan. Uh, so should definitely check that out. I was in that band for two and a half years. It's a lot of fun. And then when I left, Dylan took over the bass position from me. And then tragically, a couple months ago, he passed away. So he was a he recorded a few songs with them before it happened. So they just released those songs with him on them. So please go check that out. And if you're in Michigan, go see them play shows when they start playing shows again. I'm not sure when that will be. But yeah, so I'll have that link for that EP in the show notes, along with Anna's Tribe page. If you want to do some water aerobics or fitness board stuff, go check it out. Um, I'll on the podcast we talk about traveling, scuba diving, and just kind of talk about random stuff. Like I said, it was more of like a conversation. She kind of she asked me questions, I asked her questions. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a great first uh, conversation to have for this podcast. I'm looking forward to having many more. But yeah, if you feel like it share the podcast and the some of you guys have already been thank you trevor for making the cover picture that was nice of you didn't even have to ask you always got my back and yeah so share the podcast right now it's only on spotify and anchor for some reason i think i need to start posting more episodes for it to come on all the other podcast apps but either way find a link share it have people listen to it And, yeah, with that, I am going to just send it into the conversation I had with Anna. I hope you enjoy it. If you have any feedbacks or want to rate my podcast, review it, five stars is always good. If it's not a five-star podcast, the name of my podcast is What's Up With Danny. And, yeah, I feel... Free to ask questions, comments. If you got any questions about my trip or anything, post them. I will answer them on the podcast so I can say your name if you want. It's always cool to hear your name on a podcast. I always think it's cool when people, when I hear my name on a podcast. But, anyways, hope you enjoy my first conversation and I will talk to you later. Just pause it. Yeah. Well, there's a song that a friend, the probably the first serious person I ever dated, there was a song, she was like, what song reminds me of you? And there's this guy, he's actually from Michigan, called Paul Baraboo. Okay. I think that's how he pronounced his last name, but he has a song called Strawberries, and it's a good song. So that song always reminded me, and like still reminds me of her. Aww. So yeah.
but anyways. But that's what I mean. But like, it's just like, it's that moment, that moment that's like yeah. permanently ingrained with us. And did things end amicably? Like, or did she break your heart? Or like, what what was um, it? Like, is it a good feeling when you hear that song? Or is it just kind of like, fuck, man. Like now I'm back there. No, it was long enough to go ago where it doesn't really like affect me at all. Like we went down to we drove from Michigan down to Georgia to see my favorite band's farewell show, The Chariot. Okay. And so that was kinda like on the way back, it was kinda like when it ended and stuff like that. Oh. But at the same time, like it was a crazy like road trip, like just driving like eighteen hours to go see uh, my, like my favorite band player last year ever and like most people know that like the cherry is like the one main in love in my life so like n- nothing could really ever ruin that besides the fact that the cherry broke up so that's always that's pro- that was probably the hardest thing about the trip but it was cool we went to the first kfc ever made oh nice. and it was pretty wild as a museum Ooh. and a fast food place i'm getting chest pain thinking about that yeah but yeah, so I have Anna on this, my first interview. Hey guys. Yeah, so music is, I'd say, is a big part of how we started talking or how we stayed connected, um, how we met. I was working in Key Largo at a dive shop, and it was probably like my, I just started a new, at a new shop, and that was probably like my second or third day of mate training and she came on the boat it was mother's no mother's day or Mm. father's day i think it was father's day it was father's day and i was mate training it was a morning trip we did we did i think it was the spiegel and so it was like the second third day day there so i was like very just still like no it wasn't the spiegel it was the duane Dwayne, it was right. the Dwayne. I remember it was the Dwayne because I was about to swim through a swim through that y'all did not approve of as a swim through. And the other girl on the boat grabbed me by the back of my hair and pulled me. And I was freaking out because I thought I had gotten caught in the boat. And it turned out she had, like, grabbed the back no. of my head. Yeah. And she's like, bitch, not today. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm getting all of you guys back to the boat. And I was just yeah. like, does bitch really just pull my hair? Nice. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was, like, my first couple <laughs> days working at this shop. So it was all new. So I was still, like, I wasn't myself. I was still, like, nervous and, like, was trying not to mess everything up. But... Yeah, she came on the boat and... With no voice. With no voice. I yeah. had lo- I was losing my voice, and I was... I told you guys that I was on my way to a uh, um, slightly stupid concert in Key West. Yeah. And that's and when we started talking about Yeah, and music. at the time, I never heard that band, but everyone was like the biggest news in the Keys, and I never heard that band, and I thought like it wasn't a big band at all. Because the name was so terrible that I thought it was just some crappy cover band. But apparently they're super bit famous. They are. They are. But there was yeah. a lot of other bands playing. And uh, a couple other artists that I really wanted to see. So I asked you to come and you were like, mm, I listened to them online and I wasn't impressed. And I was like, alright, that's a bummer. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> totally my answer about going to shows. Very picky with music. But yeah, so we started talking about... It was more of camping, and that kind of, like, piqued my interest in, like, still talking to you and stuff, because usually, like, when people just, like, go on dive boats, they just talk about diving, 
and after a while that just isn't that interesting to me i'd rather like talk about like cool stuff that i'm more interested in like camping and uh like music and stuff so i feel like we like hit it off with like camping and we were talking about music and stuff and then that's how we kept in touch and you're one of the only people that have ever like that has ever like kept in contact after me or after the boat trip usually everyone just like disappears within the first 10 seconds and like you don't ever like stay in like in contact or like I don't think you give yourself enough credit I I feel like your kind of energy was not appreciated at Rainbow Reef and you had an awesome energy about you and I was just like I'm gonna make him my friend like he's cool he's cool and um the fact that everything kind of worked out perfectly and we were able to actually like spend a week at a campsite and just adventure was probably one of the highlights of the year and probably of my life because it's nice to be able to bond with somebody that doesn't have ulterior motives and for me that was really cool to see like oh my god people aren't total pieces of shit like it's okay to have friends and to just you know be happy and enjoy yeah yeah because yeah a couple weeks after you were down diving um we were still like sending each other music and bands listen to and then you were like let's go camping and at the time i was still at like i've worked at this place for two weeks still super new and i had no idea if i would even be able to get like a half a week off to go camping but i was like i'll put in the and it was i gave about a week weeks notice instead of two weeks notice because i was like the only week it worked in like the two months that was coming up so i put in like took a couple days off the week's notice and somehow got approved by it and so i went up to naples and we camped for ended up being like a whole week and (laughs) yeah that's how our friendship started dude it was it was it was perfect it was perfect we survived the biking and the rainstorms and we went and saw a movie that i was supposed to wait and see with somebody else yeah take that to our grave (laughs) yeah because my son would never forgive me if he knew I went and saw Toy Story without him the first time. But it was awesome because it was a good movie and it was just, it was nice. I, um, I've never really had like a, I don't know, dude best friend that was actually a friend, you know? Yeah. So that's, um, you're just super special and I'm really glad I met you. That's nice. (laughs) Well, yeah, so yeah, we hung out, like, we went camping for a week, and then I went back to the Keys, and then now that I'm leaving Florida, came back up to Naples for the weekend to hang out one last time in Florida before I go on my bike trip. Uh, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm and dri- tomorrow's I'm date is? The 11th. September 11th. Yeah. So I have a 10-hour t- drive, and a date at discount tires to look forward to tomorrow it's gonna be a hot date <laughs> so tomorrow's gonna be pretty terrible Ugh. but once i make it to georgia it'll be much 
more relaxing and knowing that my car is not going to fall apart. No, but, but yeah, so I wanted to talk to you some about like your travels and stuff you've done. A couple of cool trips the last couple of years that you've told me about. So the first one was Bonaire. The first one was Bonaire. That yeah. was my first dive trip, my first trip out of country. And uh, so it, it was my first trip, actually, it was my first trip solo since becoming a mom and, you know, having responsibilities that required me to be selfless instead of selfish. So, so what? So what was your like? What was going through your mind? Being like, I've never left the country before, so and I'm doing this so alone. Excited. Okay, so it was more excitement than being like, I don't yeah. know what I'm getting myself into, yeah. or like being scared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, was it two years ago? Yeah, I that was, um, that was Irma, wasn't it? Two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So so Irma hit. And I left Florida, went up to Massachusetts. Well, I stuck out the hurricane, and then I went up there because I had my son. And it was just not a conducive environment to be in for two weeks. So we flew up to Massachusetts, and then I flew back down to Florida, packed my bag, rushed on the flight, almost missed my flight. Like, I was literally the last person on board. That was probably the scariest part about traveling. And then I got to Bonaire, and it was absolutely incredible and it gave me the travel bug so i am so envious that you're getting to take this trip and i'm super excited for all the future adventures to come because my first adventure um was absolutely spectacular and i made some of the best memories and i'm hoping that you make awesome memories of your own especially since key largo turned out not to be the happiest adventure that you had I mean you definitely took a lot away from it but it wasn't where your soul was yeah like Key Largo's cool the keys are cool but it's not the lifestyle for me which is totally okay yeah like but it's definitely nice to come back and visit right yeah (laughs) so so, and then the year after that you went to Egypt which is pretty crazy I just feel like Egypt isn't the very like common place to go to it should be though like they were so advanced for their time, and I feel like people forget that the United States relatively is new compared to the rest of the world, you know? Like, just the history and the people, and, you know, I feel like when you travel to a new country, you kind of, like, you take a piece of that country with you, and likewise, you leave a piece of yourself there. You know, it's when you go to a different part of the world and you see a different way of life, you experience a spiritual growth that is just enlightening and mind-blowing and incredible and I miss it so much yeah so you were saying yeah so you were saying earlier that you in Egypt you were able to kind of see the land more and like the perspective of people that live there than just like through the normal like tourist American eyes yeah that was that was pretty awesome um one thing i can say about your adventures is don't be afraid to make friends because i ended up making friends with some incredible people that i cannot wait to go back to egypt and visit but um you know i met somebody who was intrigued by the fact that an american would come to egypt after everything horrible had been said about them on the news the fact that an american took the time to learn arabic before coming and to try and you know, acclimate to the culture and be respective of it. Um, 
it was it was awesome you know and they're so similar to us they you know they like going to the beach and hanging out with friends and you know meeting new and exciting people but um I I didn't feel scared at all it was exciting it was wonderful it's it was very similar to how I felt hanging out with you you know it was it was a genuine connection with somebody that you don't really get to experience in the like day-to-day life you know like you get certain people in your life that come and are just so what were some of the things you got to see or experience Mm. by like so like being like that and so just like Egyptians aren't out during the day they're night people because deserts are hot it's cooler at night so the streets are pretty much like dead until like six o'clock and then the sun starts to go down and then everything comes alive in this beautiful ray of color and it's just wow I mean the food is delicious and the smells are some foreign and some familiar it's it was like hot and but not sticky it was like a dry heat and there were spices in the air from the market and you just see like barrels and barrels of like dried hibiscus flowers and spices and herbs and remedies and just it like when we were cooking the other night and I had the seasoning it was seasoning that my friend went into a market haggled and and brought out and it was just like so did you see anywhere have any like cool experiences that like came from that besides just like just like kind of like hanging out through marketplaces where like anyone can really do that like did were they able to like show you any special spots and people don't know that much about or anything like that well i mean we took a lot of back roads and we would go through like pawn shops and stuff and it was like stepping into a time capsule that was pretty cool because typically when people go to Urgata, they go there to dive. They don't really go there to like see the city because it's a tourist town. There's not yeah. a lot of history there. Um, but, uh, I mean, the rest of my group stayed at the hotel and sat by the pool. Yeah. I was the only one that went around and explored the city, you know? I feel like a lot of tourists, they go, they hang out at the beach. Yeah. Because, yeah, I was in Colombia this year, and the friend I went with, she had a very close friend that, like, he kind of, like, took us around to do cool things that, like, you wouldn't really do as a tourist. Like, we, him and his brother took us out on motorcycles, and we drove up this mountain and, like, kind of went to a couple, like, swimming holes and stuff like that, and at one point, his brother's, like, his, the chain kept falling off, so he had to ride it back into town. So, he kept going. He had me and my friend on the bike. So, three of us was riding his motorcycle up a mountain. And then, like, halfway through, we we all crashed. Uh, Like, like three people riding up a mountain crashed. And, like, I feel like that's not something that, like, you really experience unless you have, like, you're able to, like, have, like, connections or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not crazy, like story of that that was fun so yeah so is Egypt like would you go back to Egypt or Bonaire first if you had the option Egypt for sure oh my god are you kidding me was Bonaire way more like more like diving touristy 
than like yeah. Egypt. Yeah. But um, I mean, it was just. I mean, what I loved about both of the locations where they were pristine, absolutely pristine, mm-hmm. like Egypt doesn't get hurricanes. Yeah. The waters are untouched. They're beautiful. <coughs> and um, same with Bonaire. But what I liked about Bonaire is I had unlimited shore diving because I love to dive. And I was diving like six times a day. Yeah. So I saw like a ton of stuff. In Egypt, in the Red Sea, on a liveaboard, you're limited to how many dives you can do a day, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, cause if, yeah, for me, if you go on dive trips, like I want to dive every chance I can get. Cause yeah. like uh, when I was in Cozumel, it was shore diving. Unlimited. Yeah, and like both trips in the morning, and we're like Cozumel compared to Colombia, like Taganga, where I dove. Like it was Cozumel, super touristy. You have like cruise docks there. Was so there yeah. a lot of pollution? Yes, Bummer. but there's a lot in like Taganga too. But, Taganga. I like that word. Yeah. That's a cool word to say. But, yeah, Cozumel, like, just everyone there basically spoke English. But in, like, Colombia, like, you don't get that many tourists. You get more, like, kind of, like, the younger, like, hippie backpackers that nice. go through there. So, like, they don't even accept American currency. And, like, they people down there don't know as much English as, like, they would do in Cozumel. So, like... Tagango was like way more of a fun and cool like that like experience like being down there t- to like go to Cozumel and everything's in English you don't really have to tr- try or you really need to know the language to be like comfortable kind of know what you're doing down there or like Columbia like it's still kind of like English and stuff but it's not everything's not English like a lot of this it's Spanish and stuff so well a lot of people in Egypt don't speak English yeah like you only get uh, Egyptians that speak uh, English um, that work in like tourism and hospitality yeah but like most of the shopkeepers I could I could be polite to but it was like the first thing I would say to them is like shwaya I understand a little like but you know but I can still kind of understand and I'm not too um, you know thick in the head like I can yeah. discern body language and like your tone <coughs> like the first guy like we went to three different market places before this is why it's important to have a an Egyptian friend with you I was trying to get to that um, Egyptians their entertainment is haggling so and they know Americans you know don't really they don't know what the price you wouldn't know what the price of things is over there so the first guy um, told my friend in Arabic um, he's like tell her it's this much and I'll give you a percentage like it's this much really but tell her it's this much and my friend I could like just from the look on his face I could tell he was like super disappointed in this guy and um like, we had spent a long time in this guy's store. Like, he had went and brought us tea, and I had accidentally knocked it over. Um, and, like, so my friend, like, paid him for the, tried to pay him for the broken glass, and the guy was, like, and, like, after he'd already bagged it all up, you know, like, nice. and then he was trying to swindle me out of what what American equivalent would have been, like, probably, like, 30, 40 bucks extra. 
that he was gonna like give to my friend on top of what he was trying to charge and so my friend was just like no screw this like back home where I'm from I know who's grown it and who handled it on the way to the marketplace like yeah. you're not paying that for that so then we went to another place and he told me to go to the shop next door because if they saw me they would try the same thing but it's 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 their form of entertainment it's it's can yeah, I, would, I, would, I would find that super entertaining too. so like yeah if I was and the little kids they'll day. run up to you they're like you know toys toys one dollar one dollar one dollar and you could say like 25 cent and they'd say 75 cent and like you guys would just haggle back and forth and it's a game to them yeah. you know like it's it's not it's not oh you're in america we're gonna do this yeah, you need who to, can we get away with yeah you need to find games or things that entertain you to like keep your swindling like, me for money like straight like your focus if like your main job <laughs> is like tourist people are like kind of like that kind of like it and you just see random people all the time it's like you gotta find like ways to entertain yourself with these people that you just aren't normally there yeah. <clears throat> so, well. Yeah. So, so you'd say like, you'd say like your tip would be like, get to know the locals or like, take the time to meet to interact people with there, the people, interact especially with people the people there. you're staying with. Like the hotel staff, they they know that place better than anyone, and they love nothing more than people who are friendly and excited yeah. to be there. You know, because they probably deal with jerks all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like my <coughs> my friend Lewis, he just went on a cruise. And he was telling me the key is to get to know all the bartenders the first day. So toward so like the rest of the week, like you guys are all like friends, and you, you can like they'll hook you up and like help you out and stuff like that. Like so, yeah. Because yeah, people deep down, people want to help other people, but they're just so tired. Yeah, of- yeah. People see people like following their dreams or like doing a crazy adventure, and like they want to help. Like they probably wish that they could do that, or like always want to do something like that but like they're not able to do it right now so when they see someone following something like that like it feels awesome to like help out and help them support reach the yeah like support their like dream or goal or them just having a good time diving for a couple weeks I'm super bummed that we met on a dive boat and we didn't get a chance to go Yeah, we've either. never gone diving together. That's such a bummer. So we have to do that at some point in our lives. Yeah. Doesn't have to be in Florida, though. The diving in North Carolina, we could always go find a German U-boat. Those are pretty fun to explore. The, the sharks. The sharks are a lot more common up there, too. Yeah. Well, if I make it out to the coast, which I originally was planning on... But now well, I'm kind of like taking up the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is not really by the coast, but if I still end up by the coast, just drive on out and we'll go diving. Dude, Dorian, Dorian wrecked North Carolina. The part where, like, my stomping grounds, the beaches okay. out there, it's really sad. But I'm just kind of like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, we just dodged Dorian. Like, I remember, like, in the Keys, everyone bought, like, the storm was projected to hit like right above Miami, so everyone in the Keys bought like all the gas and water in the, like Key Largo. And then the next day we woke up and it completely switched like directions to head up north, and like we got about ten minutes of rain the entire time from Dorian. So yeah, but I was yeah I was looking like I'm glad it didn't hit us, but I was kind of looking forward to living through a hurricane. It sounds like a crazy time. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. Until you're, like, two weeks without air conditioning in Florida. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I was going to leave, like, the week after it. And I don't really have anything in the keys besides my car. So I didn't really have anything to lose besides my car. So the hurricane would have been entertaining. Huh? But I don't know. I've never been in one, so it might be pretty terrible. They typically are. <laughs> unless you're well prepared. And then you're just like, all right. I'm ready when you want. Yeah, because like in Michigan during like snowstorms and stuff, like you just sit around with a bunch of blankets and candles, and it's a pretty good time without electricity. But I guess in Florida you're just dying. Yeah, from you can the always heat. add layers. You can't, you can't peel off from naked. You're just kind of stuck there, sweating in misery. Yeah, so yeah, it would have been cool to go through a hurricane and see if a blizzard or a hurricane's better to go through. Pros and cons. Yeah. So, anything else you want to add about Egypt or like what are like some no, bad? No, dude, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. I want people to go experience it. Yeah, go to Egypt and ride a camel. Did you ride a camel? I did. Yeah. His name was Charlie Brown. Ooh. <laughs> they love naming them American names because they think that's what American tourists that's, want. That's I'm like, hilarious. No, I would dude. totally. I'm like, it's something Egyptian. If there was a row of camels, I would totally choose Charlie Brown to ride. Oh, he chose me. Nice. Um, he was very he was very accommodating and it was so cool being on top of a camel I was just like swaying to and fro and the rest of the people are just like hunched up on top of the camel like awkwardly nice. jerking back and forth <laughs> it was a spectacular sight it was so you are were trying to do like one trip per year mm-hmm. and you were not able to do a trip this year but if you're where do you want to do your next trip? I want to go to India. India? India. I want to go to <coughs> maybe Indonesia, Bali. Um, I don't know. There's there's something there's something out there that I'm drawn to right now, and it's just been gnawing at the back of my mind. But I made a connection at um, my AEA conference with a gentleman who is a, like, physical therapist and like a watsu instructor and he he's like does a lot of aqua therapy and he lives in india and i was immediately drawn to him because i was just like tell me more about your culture and country and so he was explaining like the politics and what whatnot and um so he's like anytime you want to come to india my home is your home and you know he's um got a beautiful wife and son and they are like it's really incredible to watch their story unfold because we follow each other on social media i will say the last thing about egypt one of the coolest things that happened um was i got to meet my first authentic buddhist monk um sitting in an airport in istanbul for eight hours and um i uh he was like sitting alone in a coffee shop and there was like one seat empty seat beside him in the whole place and I was just so tired I just wanted to sit down and I asked him very politely I said you know would you would you mind terribly if I sat here and he said no he said I've been sitting here for an hour by myself and nobody's asked but you and I was like you're kidding really and he said yeah he said people see how I dress because he was dressed like in traditional monk garb like he had a shirt on underneath but it was the robe and the shaved head and the zen it was it was very nice and um, he's like, yeah, people see how I look, and they turn the other way, which is really sad to hear, but it's very true, and I guess it's true everywhere. It's not just in America. It's the whole world. Yeah. 
but he's like I'm you know I'm um, from Sri Lanka and he's more progressive and we just um, talked about everything and nothing and it was beautiful and I was actually uh, I felt a little bit more enlightened in terms of being a parent because um, when I was talking to him about my son he explained things to me that um, allowed me to look at it through a different prism and it um, I felt it was very helpful and you know, who'd have thunk after having a eight hour layover in a country yeah. where it's just long enough where you can't go take a tour outside so you're stuck in an airport and then you just meet yeah. these people that are just incredible or you're on a dive boat or you're in a foreign country and you can't sleep because it's midnight and you're too excited because you're in the country of your dreams, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah. So would you... Take your son yes. to Asia with you? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I already plan on it. I right. My friends in Egypt, they know about him. They keep up with him on social media. And they. So, I guarantee you at least two of them will call me on Thomas's right. birthday to wish him a happy birthday. Right. And yeah. um, they're, just, they're just such good people. And they're excited to meet him too. They're like, next time you come, bring your son. You know, we'd, we'd love to have him. It's because um, they see him all the time. And they think he's adorable. So what's what's it like having taking a kid with you compared to just going out and doing stuff alone? Because like so if I had a kid, extra. Right, yeah. Because so if I had a kid, like I would not have been able to quit my job and just go ride my bike for however long I want. <coughs> I know. Or it's just like, what is it like to have a kid and have to like plan around them and? It's tough, but I mean, I'm lucky I'm so lucky that I've got a support system that allows me to if I ask in advance and I save up real hard um, that allows me the opportunity to do that um, so and it's you know it's it's once a year I don't really ask for anything else so they're typically happy to oblige Thomas is really easygoing and he's not he's older so it's less work you know, they just have to make sure that he gets three square meals a day and goes to bed on time. But obviously they do much more than that. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just packing for two. It's it's like being in a relationship with a guy who doesn't, like, put forth any effort. And if there's any right. other women listening to this who've got a man who or have ever been in that situation, they'll know what I'm talking about. But it's just pretty much like you're taking care of this other entity that is totally dependent on you. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it for so long that it's just kind of... I'm just kind of used to it. So have you took him on any big trips at all, like in the country or any He's traveled. like that? Well, we've, we've camped a lot. Um, he's traveled to North Carolina and back with me. We've traveled up to Massachusetts. Um, my mother's trying to get us out to Colorado, which I would do solely for the experience of letting him see snow and learn how to like snowboard or ski, you know, whatever, whatever his preference, I won't judge yeah. <coughs> skiing. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I, uh, I think when he gets a little older, I want to get him scuba certified so we can travel and dive together. And, um, once he starts learning the craft of like camping and hiking, then I definitely want to start taking him on those kind of adventures because he's made for it. The fact that he could just sleep in your tent, no problem, not tent, your hammock, and just be out 
like that and just had like the best night's sleep ever yeah. I'm just like yeah this kid's made for camping but he's he's been around it so um just waiting for him to get a little older so he's a little bit more independent because yeah. it's tough doing it solo like that's probably the hardest part is um not having backup you gotta be you gotta, you gotta be both players players in yeah, the game you gotta be a good cop bad cop ah yeah <laughs> But. <coughs> oh my goodness, that tea's trying to kill me. <coughs> Excuse me. So sorry for you guys listening to that. We can edit that out there, right? I'm sure. I, I don't know how to do that. I'm, I'm not that skilled oh. at podcasting yet. So. <coughs> but the, oh no. the, the clock chimes are very nice every couple minutes. It has nice, every 15. Adds a nice <laughs> effect to this episode. All we, all we need is some eerie piano music in the back. We'll be right. Yeah. We'll be right as rain. Yeah. But yeah, no, definitely want to take Thomas to Egypt. He's learning Arabic a little bit. So I, wanted, I want him to, you know, go there and for people to see that not all Americans are the same. Like, some of us do have the desire to learn other language, not, well, if you want to talk to me, you learn English. Because, <laughs> like, nothing bums me out more than hearing that. Like, <laughs> like dang, dude, maybe they didn't get the opportunity to, you know? Yeah, I really want to learn Spanish, but I'm really bad at learning dude, it. No, I think so, like, you, you, need, you need the right app. I, yeah, I just need someone who will commit with me to do it, and I just need to commit to, my, to it myself, which I can't do alone. So, yeah, but I've tried, and I've gotten nowhere. So you need to make friends with somebody who also wants to learn to speak Spanish or can speak Spanish. Yeah. <coughs> In the school, they're teaching Spanish and Greek, whether or not my son will learn and retain it is another matter because I don't know either language maybe I should add that to my list of languages to speak but I want to develop Arabic but I can't find any like higher education like okay. I know basic Arabic like I can yeah. go there introduce myself tell people what I want or ask where I need to go and like take direction yeah. but aside from that nice. yeah I can't I can't be like sociable I can just be like classroom you know. Yeah, and then also you are a water aerobics instructor, and you do. I'm a fitness instructor. Fitness instructors, you like to specialize in water. Yes. Um, you have these things called fitness boards. It took me about five days to finally learn the correct name for those, but they're fitness boards, and they're you want to describe what it is, you'll be way better <coughs> at it than me. It's just a, um, it's it's. It's a giant inflatable um, raft that's about the size of a blow-up mattress, and it's when blown up to eight psi, it's like solid. It feels solid, um, and you can do, you know, any kind of workout that you do on land, and you can do it on a board, which like amplifies the intensity tenfold. But it's actually really cool because if you fall, you're falling into water as opposed to falling on land. And there's shock absorption, doing jumps and squats on the board, so it's not as tough on your knees or joints. 
and um yeah, yeah I've, it's intense yeah I love it. the first time you ever took me out on there <laughs> i fell about a hundred times and <laughs> yeah this this weekend it was about 79 times right. i fell so but yeah i was able to like do like 180 jumps <gasps> which is pretty good for me heck yeah but it's good for anyone it's a lot of fun and i also recommend if anyone ever has the opportunity to do water aerobics or just take a class or whatever definitely do it it's the super fun um but but only with me he he's an experience with her he has an experience water aerobics with others not all instructors are created equal do your research but yeah like i feel like my thought or like image of water aerobics before i did it with you was just a bunch of old ladies in a pool doing like water aerobic stuff and that's what it was but it was a, like a ton of fun and like any guy or anyone of any age should totally go out and do it because that was the funnest thing ever like I would do it more often that makes often. me so happy to hear yeah like I really want you to like go down the keys and start having like the dive shop I was working for do it because we have a bunch of employees and I feel like it would be amazing and I feel like everyone would love it just all of us just doing water aerobics as like a team building thing or whatever because it's a lot of fun so what did you what did you like the most about it was it was it the music was it the energy or was it like <coughs> being in the water itself um I would say it was a lot of just like being in the water this kind of jumping around doing whatever and just like not really caring what other people are seeing you do or like well three quarters care of about your image the yeah water. that's the thing we're like here all like <coughs> hidden and stuff so you can like go and just like do it and like we're like same way with like yoga i was like before i first ever did yoga i was like terrified like oh i don't know what i'm doing i don't want people like looking at me and judging me and then like after first time did yoga i was like yeah no one cares at all <laughs> And, yeah, I think, like, it's a really fun thing to do, and, like, I feel like guys should do it more often, because it's a great workout, mm-hmm. and it's just a lot of fun. And, yeah, it just seems I'm like... I'm so glad I was I feel able like, to change your perception. I feel like most guys are, like, all, like, macho or whatever, or, like, be like, oh, I don't want to do water aerobics, old ladies do that, but, like, it's pretty intense, and it's a lot of fun, so... Go out and do something crazy and do water aerobics at least once. You learned how to dance, too, while you were here. Yeah, so if you're ever in Naples, go to Anna's... Aqua Tribe. Aqua Tribe, <laughs> the, the water aerobics, and also her um, fitness, fitness board. boards. And if you want to learn how to swim, she's a swim instructor. Hey. So if you want anything to do with water in Naples or the surrounding areas in Naples... Uh, Hit me up. Jeez, Tell him Jake one. sent you. I'll give you a yeah, discount. I'll, I'll probably put links in if I can figure out how to do this after the episode. Very cool. But if not, what are your plugs for your thingies? What, the like the contact info? Yeah, like your Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Or like Just facebook.com slash aquatribe.llc. And that'll give my email address, um, contact info, and you can kind of see videos and pictures of what we're all about and what we do and um 
kind of get a feel for if it's something that you're interested in doing. Yeah, yeah, go check it out. You'll see lots of pictures of people doing yoga poses on the fitness boards and then me just standing <laughs> straight up and down on the fitness boards in the background, not not knowing what I'm doing and just being awkward. So the, oh, the, he, did, the, he did good. He so, did good. So at least go out and look at those pictures, if anything. They're really cool, like, boards to do, so... Yeah, I'd definitely check it out. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you so much, Jake. I uh, I sincerely appreciate you um, giving my business a shout and yeah. for just kind of being an awesome person in general. I am, I've probably said it a million times, but I'm going to say it one more. Uh, so jealous of the trip you're getting ready to take, but I'm also super excited for you because I think it's going to be epic. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I feel like tomorrow is like, the last very big step of being like can my car make it to georgia <laughs> once i'm there it's i'm i'm there and i'm like able to go but i have faith in my car yes it's just faith trust in pixie dust yeah and if not i still have i'm leaving planning on leaving on my bike the 16th so i still have multiple days to get up to georgia but hopefully i can just knock it all out on one day and be able to hang out for a couple days. Now, who are you going to stay with up in Georgia? Uh, my friends. We, I, I'm homeschooled. So, like, way back in the day um, in Michigan, there is a family called Name, name the Shabs. I hope they're all right with me putting their last name <laughs> out there. No, don't do last names. Just first names. Well, it's too late. I already said it. And I <laughs> do not know how to edit it, so... <laughs> It's out there, but, um, so yeah, we were homeschooled together, and we would hang out, um, yeah, now I'm, like, all weirded out about the last name, (laughs) but Elizabeth, she, um, used to have a horse, and it was the meanest horse in the world, and it was out to kill everybody, but she used to have it live at our house, and... Stuff and then eventually, like kind of middle of high school, they all moved down to Georgia, and so that's where I'm headed to tomorrow. Is their parents are still out there, and I'm gonna go drop my car off there, and then start my trip there. So I have a place to come back to to get my car, so a safe place where all my stuff won't be stolen out of it. So. That's you hope, where I'm you hope you're not coming back and your car's up on blocks in the no. front yard and they're just like No, they they want to do that. <laughs> oh I know. But yeah. Could you imagine though? Like Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so let's say like one last question. So what's like a super No 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 no. I wanna hear more about you. I wanna hear more about you. What, what do you want to know? We got 17 minutes. 17 minutes. All right. Well, what are you hoping to take away from this trip? Are there any goals that you have for yourself? Uh, no. I had a friend, like, I was kind of, like, uh, having, like, a rough patch, like, a couple months ago, and she was, like, asking me, like, what are you trying to, like, get from this trip or find from this trip and I was like I have no idea or she's like what if you don't find what like you're trying to find on this trip or 
whatever and I was like I don't know and I was like it's freaking me out and she's like we'll just go on this trip and just do it like don't expect to find anything just go on and do it so that's kind of my answer is nothing just I'm just gonna go and do it whatever happens happens don't have as you know high expectations on stuff and then um just go on and do it now like be like I'm gonna like find the meaning of life or like I'm gonna find my happiness I hope you find your happiness on this trip it's more like I'm just gonna go and do this trip and have a good time and not expect to figure out life or what I'm supposed to do because after because after this trip I still have no idea where I'm going to live or anything planned after this trip so going into the trip plan be like oh I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with my future after this trip is I feel like isn't the main like a good idea to have like oh this is I'm using this trip to figure out what I'm doing doing after this trip because right. if I don't figure it out then it's gonna be like I'm freaking out like I Aww. went on this trip to figure out life and I haven't figured out a single thing and now well I mean you can have the goal to just enjoy yourself yeah that's right? a, that's my goal is just go out enjoy living on my bicycle I don't have any final destination I don't have a time to be back I don't have a certain amount of miles on a ride too or whatever it's more just go out and live on a bicycle and have that experience in life of just being free of jobs and um responsibilities responsibilities and just, and just being ride. free yeah like and like i spent the last nine months working a ton i'd work 12 to 15 hour days for and get like one or two days off a week to be able to save up on the money um to be able to do this trip and just be able to quit my job and do this for however long so this wasn't just like oh i'm just gonna go do this it was like i've spent the last nine months saving up and living in a very very living a very uh simple lifestyle and not trying to spend a lot of money. I've been living in a storage room that leaks whenever it rains and floods just to save a bunch of money because Key Largo is insane to live in. So just making sacrifices to be able to have the money to do this trip. So That's some serious dedication, man. Like, yeah. you have to budget for that long term, and then... Yeah, I don't know, like, when I get an idea or what I want to do something, like, I go, like, headfirst into it, where it's just, like, the whole, like, moving down the Keys via diving for a living was, like, pretty fast, I'd say, like, I quit my last bands without knowing when I was leaving the Keys, or if, or when I was going to the Keys, or whatever, and ended up, like, moving out to Florida, like, two months after my last show, or whatever, and, like, when I first quit, like, I had no idea, like, if I was even going, where I was going to go, or when it was going to be, but, uh, it was just kind of like a snowballing effect, once I started looking into everything, and just everything kind of, like, snowballed in a good way, where just, 
it just was like, oh, like I might leave towards the beginning of the year, like first couple months, and then that ended up being the second day of January this year. So yeah, it it snowballed and escalated pretty fast in a really good way. And yeah. Well, yeah. So, last question: What is like one of you, one of the biggest stories or memories that you've had in like one of those two, like Bonaire or Egypt trips that like is like that stands out above everything? Oh wow! Mm. Or like, it doesn't have to be good. It could be bad or whatever. Like no, frustrating or difficult. No, it was all in, it was all incredible. I think, um, okay, so when I was in Bonaire, I made friends with the people at the dive shop, and I requested one of them to be, like, um, my dive buddy, because my dive buddy was there to, like, relax. She wasn't there to dive, and yeah. I was there to dive, so I ended up having to pay people from the shop to go dive with me. Plus, I had a local... I could go to the spots that aren't on the maps that only the locals know about. So we went to a place that they called Candyland. And in Bonaire, all the spots are marked with the big yellow stones that say, you know, what the name of the site is. And this one didn't have a yellow stone. This one had a pile of tires that you drove on the beach for like 10 minutes, like driving up to like the top of Bonaire and then MacGyvering through all these like back roads, twisty turnies. Like... Wait, so there's tires on the beaches? Mm-hmm. No, no, there was a pile of tires. That was the landmark. Oh, okay. And then there were like two rows of elkhorn coral in the water. So you had to enter from a tire on a stick by the by the surf edge. You had to like walk down, stick your mask in the water, and look around for the pathway between the two rows of elkhorn coral and then there was a little dip in the elkhorn coral and you couldn't swim over it because you would kick it so you had to like time it just right and like position your body right in the gap of the of the dip of the coral and let the waves carry you out and then let the waves carry you back in when you were done so we scoped it out dove and we saw like more eels and turtles and there are no sharks in Bonaire by the way and I had like swam ahead to get footage of this eel that had gone out of its hole (coughs) and my dive buddy was like way behind me and I turned and I was just like what are you doing Uh, did I like swim too fast and he made the symbol for shark and he pointed down and he made his hands like shoulder width apart and I was just like no way and so my heart's pounding and we swim down and this is big beautiful like 8 foot nurse shark and she's just like laying there in the edge chilling like mind you the only other time I've seen a shark at this point in my dive life was the butt the, the, oh, okay. the tail fin of a shark sticking out from like under a coral ledge like couldn't see the face couldn't see nothing like so this was like my first the first shark I'd ever seen and I'm in like a part of the island that only the locals go to and the coral was just like amazing pristine like 
it was untouched. It was beautiful. And going and like spending pretty much the rest of our tanks down there with the shark, taking pictures, posing, and then coming up and just driving back, like just beating this big rainstorm that was coming. It was just like, it was awesome. So that was probably a moment that was really cool that I'm glad that I took the time to invest in the locals because they ended up showing me some really cool spots and making some really good memories. Yeah. So. That's cool. I'm excited for what cool local spots you'll find between here and so you have no you have no stopping point like you could go as far north as I could yeah I could bike up to <coughs> Michigan and make it to Jordan and Rachel's wedding if I ride Yay. fast enough but I'll just put that in there for them to <laughs> give them some hope <laughs> but don't, don't. Yeah, don't have too high hopes. Oh. No expectations. Yeah, have no, no expectations. expectations. I may or may not be there. Just save me some food, and if not, I'll eat it when I'm up in Michigan next time. <laughs> but cool. Yeah, so. Awesome. I think we, uh. uh this has been a lot of fun. Yes. I feel like this. I agree. What this. I hope this recording this is, turns out yeah, as I hope good as I, it was. I really hope I don't it. mess up and delete it when I'm trying to figure out how to save it <laughs> oh, no, or put it into an episode. I would even say that. But, but yeah, um, it's been a fun time. Dude, it's been it's been rad for sure. Yeah, the for funnest sure. funnest times I've had in Florida have been camping up here with you. So it's fun. Like the camp camping is like the thing. My like. Besides music, my first love, and that's kind of, like, above scuba diving, so, like, being able to, like, camp and, like, go, that's, like, go up camping is nice, because back home, I would camp, back in Michigan, I would camp, like, every single weekend, and I didn't go camping for about seven months or so until I finally went camping with you in, like, the last week of June, and that was, like... It felt so good to be back, and I was like, despite the this, stifling heat. Yeah, but yeah, we I've, we've proven that <laughs> it is possible to camp in Florida in the middle of summer. More than half people I ever met tell me you can't, but you can, and it's a pretty good time. Just shower a lot and, and bring in, a fan. Yeah, have a fan. Even now, the first week of September, you still want a fan. Yeah, because it's still hot. For sure. But it's, yeah, go camping in Florida. It's a great experience. And, yeah. You need a sign-off. You need a catchy sign-off. Right. I do, but I, I'll i probably have a duo segment after this to be, like, a thank you or whatever. Like, whatever. I don't know. Some, right. some podcasts have people talking at the end of the interview, like, as a sign-off. Some people don't. Well, you got any last words? Um, we can, yeah. Any last words? Last or, just, words. or just send it? Send it, dude. I'm, uh, be safe on your journey. And um, when it's time for our roads to cross again, I look forward to it. Yeah, it'll be a good time. But yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, if I don't make a end segment at all. Um, I yeah, I don't know when the next episode will be out, but yeah, other than that, uh, life is your oyster. Go out and stunt it. Hey.